uh, they don't care about the pants, but they do not want him to ejaculate while they're giving a lap dance, though. That'd be preferable. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of gross. <laughs> I think it, I would I would be very upset if I were giving, as a man, giving a lap dance to a man and he did that. <laughs> no, I would be very upset. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I've ever been in a I've room. Never, yeah, with another man been, ejaculating. What's that, that like? Kind of what's that head. like being in the room with a man who ejaculates? Hello, and welcome to Your Mileage May Vary. We talk about sex and relationships with frankness that is controversial, but mostly in good faith. I am Keith. My co-host is Mike. Hello, Mike. Hello, Keith. So on today's show, we're going to be having a conversation with Celeste Moore. Celeste hosts the Down and Dirty podcast, which tackles the issues that men and women face in modern midlife dating. She's also a dating and image consultant. You can find her at Celeste Moore. Welcome to the, sorry, CelesteMoore.com. Welcome to the show, yeah. Celeste. Hi, thanks for having me. You're welcome. We're excited to see where this conversation goes. Could you explain a little bit about how you became interested in creating a podcast focused on sex and dating for middle-aged folks? Yeah, totally. Um, so I've been an image consultant for 15 years and Prior to that, I was uh, certified as a matchmaker, and I kind of put that on hold because I was quite young and inexperienced and didn't have the database to really be a successful uh, matchmaker. Sure. Um, I knew that it would kind of come back at some point, so I really love the fact that uh, I was able to take the dating side of image and really meld the two together. And that's been kind of my little niche there. And it, it, midlife, just because it's kind of where I'm at. So I'm, <laughs> you know, pretty, pretty comfortable with speaking about the things that we go through at this age when you are dating. Okay. So we've collated a list of questions for you. Uh, some are a little right. harder hitting than others. So let's start relatively easy anyway. So I've listened to a half dozen or so episodes of your podcast, and I haven't heard you mention your own relationship status. Is that intentional? Not really. Um, I am single currently at the moment. Okay. And, yes. you know, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and what conversation topics do you like on a first date? Do you have a set of like go-to questions or stories that you tell? This is particularly relevant to Keith. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I stay away from the heavy stuff. You know, first date should really be about getting to know if you vibe with someone's energy, if you there's some sort of attraction, kind of you know, really seeing the initial things about someone to really tell if they are someone that you're interested in getting to know that I'm on a second date. So, I just like to have fun. Just have what a good time. You? What would you recommend someone doing? Because this is is relevant to Keith. And we were talking about it before the show. If if uh, uh, let's say the guy shows up on time and the woman shows up twenty minutes late for the first date, how do you think the guy should behave himself when that happens? Well, that's rude, no matter what. Agreed. Was there any kind of text message? Any kind of thought? Keith, like, was there a text okay, message? I'm running late. <laughs> so like something. My general experience, and I go on a lot of first dates is that people show up reliably late and they make various excuses. And I think women may even, you know, intend to be five minutes late because they don't want to be there first. Um, hmm. But even if there is a text message, like, okay, so I had a date uh, <laughs> earlier this week 
or I guess last at the end of last week. And yeah, she was she was about 25 minutes late and she texted me about five minutes before she was supposed to arrive that she was going to be 15 minutes late because of traffic. Now, um, you know, maybe, I mean, the traffic, traffic is a thing that occurs, but, you know, I somehow avoided that problem. I don't, and then, yeah, should, I mean, obviously I should probably calm down about this, but, <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, probably not bring it up and then, you know, and hope that it doesn't happen on a second date. But my experience is because I go on so many first dates and this happens basically 100% of the time, it's sort of death by a thousand cut, cuts. And I've accreted some amount of, you know, built up irritation about this. Oh yeah. I can understand 25 minutes is quite late. Um, you know, if there was like a fatality accident, okay, sure. Let's brush it off. Right. If there's <laughs> right, something really right, serious, right. but you're saying this happens a hundred percent of the time. Yeah. So that five minutes, okay, I do think women don't want to be first waiting 100%. Yeah. So Wait, there's, five minutes, okay. There's something we should say, though, about what's going on here, which is that I think, and Keith, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that the median age difference of women that he's going on first dates with is significant, meaning that Keith is dating women that are substantially younger than him. And so my, my uh, uneducated, somewhat educated theory here would be that these are women who view themselves as very high value. And basically, and actually I could see that, you know, it it might not be a great strategy for a guy to be irritated and frustrated with women showing up. Like in other words, they may feel like it's a, 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 they're they're doing something where he can't possibly complain about it. So what's the question? Oh, I guess the question there is, (laughs) is, is, are the rules on this different for a man versus a woman? And are the rules, uh, different, if it's a significantly younger woman in particular, Mm. I guess you could, yeah, go ahead. There shouldn't be any rules based on gender, based on age. You are going to get a different type of woman when you're dating someone quite younger than yourself. I'm a hundred percent. This is true. They don't respect, I'm going to tell you right now what it is, is they, they are thinking you are getting me as a hot date. You are older and you should be appreciated if I even show up. It, yeah, right. it is. It's terrible. Uh, there it but is. But it's what's going through your head. This what's going through their head. Right. If it, yeah, and if I but react Keith, what's badly, going through your head? I know well, what's I'm, going through Keith's head. It's really interesting. Go ahead. I okay. mean, it's it's frustrating to me because um, my general experience is most of the time, if not all, effectively mm-hmm. all of the time, people want to go on second dates. So it's really just this first date problem. And I think you're right. I think the women. Their experience is they are high value. They can behave generally however they like, and there's little consequence. Um, and it's not until they've decided that I am also high value that their behavior becomes a little bit more. So are you somehow devaluing yourself by showing up on time? In other words, shouldn't you both show up late because you are also high value? You're just high value in the masculine sense, right? Which would have various traits associated with that. I'm not sure if Celeste has views on what would make a man a high value, uh, a potential day, but Keith certainly views himself in that light. Well, hold on. First of all, I think being on time is part of being reasonably high value. Yeah. As, especially as a man, like, you know, like I, I'm organized, I have, you know, decent executive functioning skills. Um, and so if I was the kind of person that routinely flaked on dates or showed up, you know, 25 minutes late, 
or, you know, was dressing like a schlub or whatever it is, like those are things that I think would devalue me in the long run. But if you're, you go ahead. Yeah. No, I think everybody should be on time. I don't care. 10 minutes. Like, <laughs> you know what? I, I really think there's a little bit of a cushion. God forbid something happens, right? Other than that, be on time, be respectful. If you're a high value woman or a high value man, you all, you do. You, that is something that um, is just natural, right? Nobody has time to waste or I don't want to waste time. I don't yeah. want to waste yours. I don't want to waste mine. Um, my question for you is why is it just these one dates? What's going on that you're not going on second dates? Oh, um, yes. I mean, I, oh, I, oh, I go okay. on some second dates. I, I would say – so I go on a lot of dates. I, I have like a – I cast like a fairly wide net, I guess. And okay. I'm, I, date, dating doesn't make me anxious. And so um, I guess rather than carefully vetting each individual person, I'd rather, you know, let's just go get lunch or something and, and find out if there's some chemistry here. Um, and then, so yeah, I think that is probably the main, the, yeah, the main problem for why I am... Uh, removing people from second date consideration is that my filter for first date consideration is probably not as stringent as maybe other people's is are. Well, you just said something there that you said that you're dating just to like, let's just go get lunch. You're not really like, okay, this is who I want it. You're not really crystal clear. Are you not, are you not dating to have a, a long-term relationship? Or are you just dating to, have company and have fun. Um, I think I understand what you're asking. Uh, I think my answer to that is both. I'm, I, I, of course, I would like to meet some sort of life partner that you know blows me away in in all facets of what a relationship can be. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I'm 42 and and single, so I, you know, I'm not so as I'm not so naive as to think that, you know, every first date has good chances of getting there. And so in the meantime, you know, if I, you know, I'm dating for, you know, hopefully I'll meet that, you know, 1% person, but if it turns into something platonic, if it turns into some sort of short-term fling, you know, I'm sort of open to a variety of potential outcomes. Sure. I would agree with kind of that, but I would just moving forward, I think you should probably date for more serious relationship because it sounds like that's what you want. Yeah. Um, and in that you'll, because high value men respect their time, they respect their, um, you know, it, it, there's, there's a whole list of who you are when you're a high value man. And then that's who you're going to be attracting. But because you haven't been really crystal clear or stringent or however you want to say it about your dates, that's why she's not, she's not coming through. Cause you're just yeah. like, okay, well, whatever happens, if she comes great, if not, I'm, right. I'm having fun with, you know, I'm, I'm having a good lunch with a pretty woman. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Perhaps I should add some more intentionality to my to my efforts. Um, <laughs> only if you choose to, only if you want to, you know? <laughs> okay. I will, I will take this into, into consideration. Let's move okay. on. Okay. So um, what is your take on modern dating apps? I don't know if you've heard any of our discussions about um, 
the sort of sugar dating websites, but I'd be sort of curious what your feelings are about those as well. Well, I've even used them myself a long time ago. Sure. Uh, and they're probably like the least, I mean, it's literally just a transaction. You know, those are like here, I'm going to school, I'm doing whatever, pay my bills, let's let's have some type of, you know, relationship. Um, that's a completely different type of relationship. So Indeed. You know, if you're talking about Hinge or Bumble or all the other ones, yeah. yeah the, the, I mean, I imagine there's probably somebody on there looking for a young woman and wanting to take care of her or something, but it's not as crystal clear. It's more let's date, let's get to know each other. We have, you know, money is, is only brought up to say that if um, I only date guys in this, you know, bracket because that's what I want in my life and that's where I'm at in my life. So, yeah. So are you trying to suggest there are relationships that are not transactional? <laughs> mm, even marriages are transactional, so. <laughs> right. I well, think, that's sort of my point. Yeah. I mean, is it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, but, but I think you're drawing a distinction there that uh, that there's some sort of other thing that that's uh, that's attainable. Right. I think with like a sugar daddy app or sugar baby, I don't forget the names of those. Um, you know, there's there's one there's one particular goal. And on the other apps, there's like, okay, maybe I'm dating for marriage. Not to say marriage is not a transaction, but I want someone who has the same life goals, life values, life, you know, um, belief system as I do, and maybe have a future, maybe have a family, you know, whatever that looks like, where I'm not saying that someone can't fall in love on a sugar daddy app or whatever, but the intention already is there is like, this is what it looks like. This is what it will be. And it's kind of hard not like, it's kind of hard to say, oh, it, it could be more than that. So, so I think there's like implicit in that there's a notion that a relationship that's based on, um, one person providing for the other is like mm -hmm. less valuable than one where they're not doing that. Yeah. Because they don't bring anything else to the table. There's no other requirements, right? It's very, it's very black and white. I mean, there's probably some gray in there. I'm not saying there's not, but it's, yeah. it's got, you know, it doesn't have the potential future that another app would have. Hmm. What do you think about that, Keith? I think in general, she's right. I think that it sort of depends what intention you bring to each app, right? So people can use Tinder for hooking up, um, especially younger folks, and people can use Seeking to find <laughs> their husband or wife. Um but in general, uh, she's probably right that the intentions that people bring to each app differs a bit. Um, I, I don't, I'm not sure. I mean, I've used seeking a bunch, but I've never had a quote unquote arrangement. I've, I've never given someone money to go on a date with me. Um, I think you, didn't you give money to someone to not go on a date with you once? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, did she do needed that. help with. She needed help with something with her cat or something. Or some, I'm putting something with her cat in quotes. She was probably just rinsing me. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I wish that. I wish there were some way to bridge the gap between. Okay, so Celeste, here's a problem that I think I have. Okay. I think that I am an interesting, kind, uh, generous, uh, cultured. 
you know, I've been to therapy for, for, for years. Like, I think I'm like a, a, you know, somewhat eligible bachelor. I think that the female experience on dating apps is pretty poor. So, you know, they have this avalanche of interest in them, right? Like half the people they swipe on have already swiped yes on them. And they, uh, you know, so there's this, you know, their inbox has, you know, dozens or hundreds of people in it and they can't really find, figure out which ones are going to be interesting to date or not. And so they go on dates. The vast majority of these dates are underwhelming or disappointing for various reasons. And so then they get cynical. They start showing up late to future dates. They you know, are putting less effort in because their general experience is that dating is awful. Okay. On the male side, uh, I swipe a hundred times. I get two matches. I try to say something clever and witty. They may or may not just respond based on, you know, they have, again, they have hundreds of people in their inbox. It's not that I'm like not interesting to them. It's that how are they even supposed to find the interesting person in their hundreds of matches? So the nice thing about um, Seeking and some of the other sugaring websites is it, yeah, because of the implied quid pro quo, which again, mm-hmm. I've never actually engaged in anyway. Um, but it's much more expensive for men to be on there. So it, it already filters out, you know, three quarters of the losers. Cause it's like, it's like a hundred dollars a month or something for the men. Oh, geez. Okay. Um, and so what happens is there's like four or five times as many women as there are men. And because of the implied quid pro quo, they're much more likely to be responsive. Um, and I say early on, like, look, um, <laughs> I'm going to pay for dinner and, you know, I pay for various odds and ends. And like, you know, I think I'm a generous person and, you know, mm-hmm. I believe in some, you know, old fashioned values or traditional values. And, you know, some women are like, you know, fuck off. You should go back to Christian Mingle or whatever. Um, this is a, this is an arrangement <laughs> website, but some women are, are, and some women and more than I'm able to find on Tim, Tinder and Bumble and Hinge and OkCupid and, you know, sort of all the normal large apps. Yeah, I find that uh, it's a better place for dating. And I don't know why I just give my whole thesis on this, but um, I don't know if you have any response to that. So you find better results on Seeking versus all the other ones. That's what yeah, you're Yeah, and me. it bothers me because... Um, oh, I think it's great. <laughs> I do, yeah, because is- I think that it's people being more honest. The the uh, <clears throat> There's a very widespread view. And Keith is saying he swipes right. It's right if you're saying yes, right? I can't remember. A uh, hundred times and gets, and gets two. I think there's a very substantial set of people who swipe a hundred times and get zero. Uh, men, I mean. And so, yeah, then there, there becomes this question of how does... It's essentially like email before spam filters. Mm. A woman basically has an email inbox. It's just full of spam. And there's two problems there, actually. The first problem is how do they filter out and find a guy that's compelling? The second one is what happens to all the guys that I'm calling spam? Because there's actually a bunch of guys who... Like I'm just, you're just dropping on the floor because there definitely is this phenomenon that uh, you can see this in the data from that's been released by some of the dating apps that uh, there's a large proportion of men that basically no one swipes right on, uh, meaning no women swipe right on them. Oh, I, I believe it too. I think they have terrible pictures. I think they have a terrible bios. I think what they're saying is not what they actually mean. Um, their intentions are not what the bio says. I think it's a, a lot of things. You don't think, think it's just that like they're maybe being honest and the woman doesn't want to date like a guy who's like a custodian at a school? Could be. 
I mean, I'm just being I mean, honest. Like, I don't think, no, like, in other words, I think dating apps create this really vast asymmetry between women and men. Sorry, right. that's wrong. Not between men. I didn't mean that. Not between women and men. An asymmetry between men, sort of men of means and men who lack means. Mm-hmm. Whereas in a normal life, you would meet in a bar or something. <clears throat> the guy has a chance to kind of show he's got a personality or whatever. Nowadays, it's like, look, what's your job? And so I think in some ways, Seeking is just bringing that all out in the open. It's like, all right, let's just mess, stop pretending that what you're, I'm sure you disagree with this, but like you're saying to women, let's stop pretending that you want a good bio and good photos. What you really want is me to demonstrate (laughs) that I have the money to afford a Tesla and uh, whatever other garbage people buy. Right. I mean, I think that there's an element of that. I think you disagree. So go ahead. No, I, I do. And I don't because I do feel that, um, as someone that's successful and has gone through, you know, kind of roller coaster in my life, I want to date someone that is not necessarily has to ha- make the same amount of money or has to be 10 times more. But there's a certain level of professionalism, certain level of, you know, education that went involved in where I'm at and and I think that with seeking you can get just like the sugar baby, right? Who just has has got like five or six other guys, you know, don't think you're the only one because that's for sure. She, you know, she's like going through a few and I'll see you one day and I'll see you another right, day and she's right. just working the system too. I think that you are, I think you need to meet people actually offline in different situations <laughs> and put yourself in the Soho house or wherever it is that you're looking to meet someone that's at, at a little bit different level of or maybe that doesn't matter to you, but women, as we get older and as we were successful in our careers or whatever it is that we want to do, uh, don't want to date a custodian. And it's not because that he's, you know, such a loser from his job. It's just, what am I going to talk to him about? What do we have in common? What are our values? I mean, he's happy, you know, cleaning toilets. I don't know what, what we're really <laughs> going to talk about. So right. I think there's, it's, I don't I think, think that's true. I think layers. it's the other thing. I think it's the money. I think it's solely it be, money. I think it might be. I think it might be. I think there could yeah. be a guy, like for example, a guy who, so a custodian's like a, maybe a, not a very nice example because it, but there could be a guy who has some very complex job as like an airplane mechanic, but doesn't make very much money. And they, and they'd still be like, oh, there's nothing to talk about. It's like, well, sort of, I mean, but this person actually is responsible for all this stuff. But I do, one of the things you said that I, I liked was you I think you're suggesting, and this is frightening for the young generation, you're suggesting people like go join an activity to meet people instead of going on a dating app. I think that's where you're headed. Hell yeah. <laughs> that's, I can't suggest that. And people, you know, it's all got to be I the highly internet. think that the people that you put around yourself, who you surround yourself, where you surround yourself, you're going to find that person if that's where you want to be. So for me, for example, you know, I don't golf. But, you know, a country club or I'll play tennis or, you know, meeting like-minded people, it's something that I find interesting, uh, self-growth, self-improvement. I'm going to go, you know, do something with those people. And You're I think- trying to meet people through going on sex and relationship podcasts and podcasting yourself. That's not your plan? <laughs> I mean, you know, I have a lot of cool guests on my show, so. Um, I hear you though. Like, yeah, you know, basically. There's, yeah. there's certain like hobbies and, and, and you don't have to like everything that this person likes. There's just got to be a level of a certain level that you guys are on the same path, the same wavelength. Okay. So yeah. if you're interested in dating 25-year-olds and you're 42, that's great have fun, but 
I don't think there. It's, it's hypothetically probably a very small percentage that she's going to be wifey. Fair enough. Mike, do you know what the Soho house is? I, I well, I know Soho is south of Houston Street in New York. Yeah, so that's sort so of Mike, impressive. Mike's pop culture knowledge is a little bit limited. I had to explain to okay. him what a, what a white claw was um, a, a few episodes back. Um, anyway, he now knows what a white claw is. So Soho House they have they have multiple locations, right? Yes. And I think in like most, not most, but many um, sort of affluent cities. And is it a, is it a, it's like a hotel and a club and a pool or something? Yeah. So it's a very like boutique hotel membership kind of only creatives, film director, you know, there's a lot of different categories, but yes. So there's like two or three in LA or something. I think I this know. sounds like, wait, 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 wait. Remember Keith, I told you the story about those two women on the ski lift that were talking about something and I found them intolerable. Yeah. It was this. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> it was this. It was Soho House. They were just going on and on because they were they they were talking about how they both had sex with some crypto executive who I'm not going to name, but I looked him up later and indeed he's, he's some you know luminary if you like that stuff. Uh, and um, the one was saying to the other, "Oh, he's he's just a player." But then then they talked in kind of detail about the sex they had with him with me on the lift. It was a three person lift. I was like, "How do I get off of this thing?" <laughs> I want to jump. <laughs> It yeah, was the Soho House, though. They yeah, did so talk about that. So yeah, it's um, it's I don't know how much it costs. There's a monthly fee, I think, or maybe it's annual, but it's super expensive, and it's popular amongst. I'm going to use language here that like people won't like, but it's popular amongst men looking for young gold digging women, and the gold digging hmm. women like going there because it basically sorts out men who aren't rich. Like you sort of have to be rich to even be a member there, and then. For the men, the women who go there are sort of self-selecting as women who like really care about the kind of people that would have a membership at Soho House, and so it, yeah, it's it's almost like a on or an offline version Whoa. of Seeking, except so with you're the arguing table that it's it, much higher. Yeah, you're arguing it's offline version of Seeking, and Celeste is arguing it's like a totally reasonable place to find a friend. There's got to be some that juxtaposition, and I'm curious about her response. Yeah, I'm very curious about her response to that because I don't think she'll agree. So I am a member, but solely because I'm very creative and I want to make like-minded people. I think it's great. I've only lived in Austin for like not quite two years. So for me, um, I finally became a member. I was like, woohoo, like you right. have to know people and they have to suggest you. Yep. And, you know, it's like a whole stupid thing. Uh, <laughs> and so for me, and then a lot of it's for business. I think everybody has a reason why they're a member for sure. You know, they like to be around bougie people or they like to have, they're looking for something, whether it's dating, whether it's like, you know, I'm looking for someone to produce my film or if it's like up and coming musicians or it's really private. Like you can't, if you're a star, you want to stay at a hotel like this versus not because you don't, you cut out a lot of the bullshit. So it says it's $230 a month, which is less than my swim club. Huh? It's about thirty-five to four thousand dollars a year. So yeah, it's that's not very much. No, it's not too bad. It's like <laughs> a friend of mine. She became a member. She's like a, an instructor to spin class, and she's you know the super hot girl. And her her boyfriend went to uh, sign up to be a member, and he got denied because he's like um, oh, no. a banker. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, so if man, you have a the, boring job, they won't accept you regardless. The indignity. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, huh. I should, um, I don't think there is one in San Francisco. I'm not seeing one in San Francisco, although they have names but, like the Electric House. So it's yeah, hard to tell there where they is, are. There is a similar club in San Francisco that basically serves as a, as a Soho House. I just can't remember what it's called. All right. Let's oh, move I'm sure. on. Yeah. Um, anyways. You talk about sexting in one of your Q&A episodes, and mm-hmm. you seemed fairly pro-sexting. So uh, I, have, I have a series of questions here, some of which you may want to engage with, some of which you don't, but I'll just lay them all out here. So what are some of your favorite things to do to turn a man on when sexting? What can a man do to turn you on? And do you ever want pictures from a man? And if so, <laughs> of what? I definitely am not a dick pic girl. I don't know yeah. why. I don't know that who is. Thing. Yeah. I don't know. It's not a beautiful thing to look at. Sorry, men. It's not. It serves a purpose, but mine you is. Know. But in general, you're correct. Okay. Well, yeah. Majority. Let's put ninety nine percent. There we go. <laughs> do I think women are beautiful? Okay. Yeah. Do you want to look at something that's on them? I just feel that sexting can really start us foreplay, and. I think there's such a lack of foreplay today. You know, it's, yeah. there's, there's something so wonderful about the buildup. You know, sex is so much better. Everything is so much better. So why not start with, it doesn't have to be so naughty at first. It can just be l- little flirts and continue it. And then, you know, I guess as the heat builds, it can be hot and heavy. You can choose to FaceTime at that point or see each other later. Um, it really depends on, you know, kind of where your relationship is if you're traveling or if you're just at work and you're going to come home later and, you know, so I'm on board on that way. I'm on board with this conceptually. It's the actual executing of clever, unique, uh, sects that don't sound awkward that I struggle with. So maybe you're uncomfortable doing this too, but do you get, can you give any like specific things that you think are like sort of small, medium and high heat? Yeah, I would say this is probably not good if you just met someone, because I think this is coming from a guy, a woman's perspective comes off as creepy, comes off as like, okay, it's really a big turnoff. Um, If you're looking, if okay, say you're dating for a couple weeks and like, sure, I would just say, you know, good morning, beautiful. I can't. Like, what are you wearing? Like, what do you? You know, just. Okay. You look great. Your ass looks so good in those jeans. Like, wow, I'm so turned on. Yeah. Can't wait to see you later. You know, I'm making, you know, you know, telling her how much you desire her, telling her how much she turns you on is very, is, very this nice. This is someone you just met or you, you, you met recently, you, you new in relationship, but how would you know what her she's wearing? No, something that you've like, you look so great in those jeans. That oh, we I just get out it. The other it. night. The night yeah, before, yeah, yeah. right. You've dated her for a month or two or something. So it's not like right. this is super, super new. Cause so you want her, the woman wants me to be thinking or the man to be thinking about her, have her image in their head. Yes. Yes. Hmm. She it's... wants, she, she wants to be desirable when she finds that person that she wants to date. She wants to know that you're thinking about her and only her. She, At that wait, point. Say, hang on a second. You said she wants mm-hmm. to know that or to think that because it's not she true. Wants, <laughs> right. Like, okay. We all know that. It isn't true. <laughs> we want to feel desired by you. Okay. But, okay. But, okay. 
It's a feeling, though. Yeah, there's a suspension of disbelief, Mike. Okay. Is that right? It's not. It's. I thought maybe there was something I'm supposed to feel that I'm not feeling and that I'm sort of, which is probably true. It's okay. You can move on. <laughs> Mike's been married for 20 plus years or something. Is it 20? Wait, how, long, how many years have you been married? 15? It's a while. Yeah. All right. A while. Um, okay. I don't think so, of any other women. Right. I'm, I'm, that's really nice of you between, to say, Mike, I'm between sure. Most of the time. Yeah. For, go on. Go on. <laughs> Before <laughs> to file the divorce papers after this episode. Okay. No. Um, so you have worked in a strip club in the past. Um, Wait, I wanted to hear the hot text. Oh, all right. Go ahead. Do you want to turn the screws okay. on? Was Celeste? that the hot? Go would you ahead. want me to? I can say. I can say one that I think is hot. Okay, I want to hear what you think is hot, and I'll let I you know too. if that's acceptable. I'm a little afraid from a woman. No, from you. Like, if you were to text your wife something, what would you say? Like, um, wouldn't I wouldn't sex. It wouldn't be <laughs> sex. You're saying if I tried to like construct a hot text right mm -hmm. now. Uh, that was super hot. Um, <laughs> it can't. Yeah, I mean, okay. Uh, but you know what see. turns her on, right? By now. Mm, yeah, but it's what you know. It's not going to be that funny or that clever. It's going to be like you know. Oh, wow! I really appreciate you picking up the kids. Mm -hmm. That's going to make her like spread her legs and be super wet yeah. for you. I, and I think go. so. I think that's how it works. <laughs> I think so because it's because, <laughs> because it's like. Uh, it's like um, acts of service, well, love language. You know, uh -huh. well, no, it goes along with the thing you said before of like looking for a person who's like a friend and like a partner and stuff like that. So it, this is actually what I think. I mean, I can make up. I, I'm not, I'm not uh, embarrassed to say some some text here, but I actually think that no matter what I wrote, it would be taken poorly. I don't think the people who've been married a long time are sitting around sexting like you know, hey baby, you know. I'm not, bend you over the counter later or something. That's not, I don't think that's common. You, do you think it is common? Um, I don't think it's common. That's why, you know, it kind of dies and doesn't get spicy. I think there's a lot of ways that you can spice up a 20 year old, you know, sex life. Huh? So yeah, I take think some notes, but don't way. involve a new person. Yeah. Cause I, okay. But okay. Keith, do you have any hot texts you want to say? No, no, I don't. I started Do you send this, any? The premise of this conversation was I don't know what to say. So I receive many and I send few because I don't I think I don't what do know. What you receive from these women? I would like to know at least one. Yeah, me too. What are they saying to you? I get I get sex from women. Um we got a that hang on. What do they say here? There was a woman who texted me because she mistakenly thought I was somebody else. Um, <laughs> Does it count? Awesome. Like, she said it asked if I was free next week. Let's go to dinner, and I was like, "Okay," and it goes on from there. <laughs> but it was just some random person in the two seven zero area code. Okay. Yeah. Keith apparently gets gets. Uh, Keith, you've sent me ones before that you got. They usually send yeah. pictures. Honestly, they send. Pictures. I'm trying to think of a of a. Yeah. This one is this one is not, um, that hot but it's a good example of something i'm not exactly sure how to respond to here we go okay. this is good oh that's a good one i can help you respond okay. to it you tell um, me what it is it says thank you again for dinner making it my way and the sexy times after i'm very looking forward to seeing you again so are you fixing the grammar there 
Yes. I think, <laughs> being kind to the person, I think I'm supposed to respond something like affirming of, yeah, I think I'm supposed to respond something affirming, maybe dialing it up slightly or at least keeping it at the same level. Like, I can't just say like, sure, anytime, me too, right? Like that would not be the right level of response. So can you help no, me, Celeste? Yeah, but I want to know what the sexy thing was. Can you be? She doesn't know. You don't have to say names. What they did during sex? What they? No, what they actually <laughs> said on the text. No, no. He just. Oh, you, you, you. You're yes, saying you he, skipped something? No, no, no. no I think no, she no, actually no. said the sexy times. Yeah, she did say the sexy times. I. Yeah, she didn't n- name anything. I. There were some grammar errors in her text that I cleaned up, but oh, I didn't oh, change. Okay. The, I didn't I change the context. Yeah. So the sexy times was. Did why you guys this, get it on? Why is this, is this oral? Um, it's going to be probably uh, it's going to be sexy. probably PIV sex, and then she either did or did not have an orgasm, and Keith and I could debate that. Okay, <laughs> no, it was so, both. It was oral, and then okay, PIV. Okay. I don't all, see why this. All is I wanted to know: sexy time could be like you just had a hot makeout session, like so. Sure, fine. That's very okay, big. right? Okay. okay. So she wants to be reaffirmed that she was also good in bed. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Did you um, catch that, that Keith? You- that that's what she wanted. No, no. I, I, how can a woman? I mean, shouldn't she just presume that I had a good time? No, because was a state one. Why is? <laughs> I want to know this. It too. matters because <laughs> it, it was not the first like date. It was it, it was, okay, it, was an, it was an early date, but not one. It was a number greater than one, less than five. I don't want to be any more specific than that. Okay. So I guess my point is she is at least wanting to go out with you again. She had a great time. She wants to know that you desire her and Mm -hmm. that you're ready to like go on and have the same thing. What could he say back to her that indicated? Well, do you feel, do you feel the same way? Do you feel the same way? Like I just, I prefer honesty and I think everybody does at this point in our lives. I am interested in seeing this person again. I, I'm not. You don't do know I where feel, it's going to lead. Do I feel the same way? In. Yes, I am interested. I, I just yeah. want to know how he validates, how specifically he would validate that she was good in bed, which is what you said she wants to hear. So I want to so, know what like, kinds of things, other than he can't send it, a dick it's not as It's not like, oh, yeah, you suck my cock really great. And I'm super happy that <laughs> that was great. It's an eight <laughs> out of 10 <laughs> cock sucking. Okay. Yeah. Right. She wants to know, yes. His response, I had a great time. Dinner was great. I really enjoyed getting to know you more intimately. I want to go on another date with you. That indicates like she that. was good in bed? I can't I can't stop thinking about your body. Is that too much? I, I'm thinking about posting a video of us on my subreddit. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Or I already Less, did. You know, it's yeah, it's kind of reaffirming like how sexy. Yes, I I can't stop thinking about the other night. I can't wait to see you again. Okay. So basically anything really explicit is off the table here. Unless she is specifically talking to you that way. I think huh. I think there needs to be like a an increase in temperature. Like you you don't want you don't want to like jump too far with right. one text. You you want to sort of like there's some there's some sort of cat and mouse game where you know you're slowly bringing the temperature up, I think. So she she said to you that she was really into you. She had a great time. And mm-hmm. she can't wait to see you again. Mm-hmm. Now you need to know if if you you said you want to see her again. And so you just yes, great. I had such a great time. I can't wait to see you again. Looking forward to our next date. When okay. are you that available? feels a little uh, simp to me. Yeah. 
doesn't it, Keith? Oh, like I'm being oh, no, too. Am I, I'm, I'm too. I'm yeah, too like interested. Right, that he should he should be like a little more red pill than that. Hmm. Just to put it bluntly, yeah. that's a rough I mean, way to say it. But like, yeah, that he should he should if he's too like happy about it, then she'll pull back and be like, hmm, why why is he doing this? Some amount yeah, of disinterest you, could be compelling. Yeah, I don't think you should you know be texting again and again and again or like too eager. Okay. But you need to reaffirm that you felt the same. You had a great time. Okay, there's some Goldilocks zone. There's where you tell us what be... you in fact did, Keith. What I actually like, sent. Yeah, it's like this is like um, you know some game show. You're not gonna no, tell, but I'm just gonna in general. What was the it, tone? What you sent a dick pic, didn't you? No, I did not. Okay, what did you, what was the um, tone? Like, did you? How close were you? How close were you to what Celeste recommended here? Not close. No, I think what I sent was fine. But I don't. The reason why I'm asking said, for you, advice you on this, though, yes. Okay. And I also don't want to announce it because what if I use such a text in the future no, and somebody listens this. to this episode? I, I need to. I'm not this. interested in this. I only have like two verbiage. arrows in my quiver. I don't want to. I hear you. Yeah. I don't want to waste okay, them. So you affirmed her. You basically did what she's recommending, you, and you did not bring up anything specifically or explicitly sexual. No, I didn't discuss I any particular anatomical parts specifically. Yeah. I don't think what? any woman would ever welcome an explicitly sexual text from me. From you, that's probably true. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, I think I think we finally have something all three of us agree on. Yeah, oh my go. god! I think that's a good that's true. <laughs> okay, let's. I want to. Okay, I, I I'm interested in discussing um, stripping and, and sex work generally a little bit. Um, okay. So I, I mentioned briefly that uh, yeah, I believe you used to work in a strip club. I'm not quite sure in what capacity, but I, I think people can listen to her podcast and get more detail. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's do that. But yeah, it's a tease for her podcast, but okay. I have like a series of questions here. Let me, and, and I don't know, it, it might come off as a little bit aggressive, but I think it might spur like an interesting conversation. So what percentage, uh, oh, and the reason why I want to ask you about this is you seem to have thought your time working there was, um, uh, yeah, fairly positive. It was a job and, you know, you, you you don't seem traumatized by it at all. So I, okay, here's the question. What percentage of strippers do you think are appropriately working at strip clubs? That is to say, like they aren't being taken advantage of, they aren't letting the sort of ups and downs of the job cause them long-term mental harm, and they aren't struggling with substance or any other kind of abuse. Like Mm, percentages. Oh, that's a yeah, and it probably depends on the strip club, right? Like, there's you know ones that are like probably much better to the to their employees and like more safe than others. But yeah. So I used to work in Las Vegas. Okay, I lived there. So um, I don't think there's any other club other than maybe New York City, Miami, maybe that is is got the same reputations as Las Vegas. I agree. So there are there is a fair amount of women come on the weekends who are in school in California, Arizona, Utah, even, and they just come work for a couple of days. Okay, make money and they they jump out. There's the women that work there, and it is the escape from reality where they are, you know, doing the drugs and just having fun and just making money. I don't or ma- not making money. I don't really know. <laughs> Um, and whether or not they take care of you that no, no strip club takes care of you. Um, you basically like, go in. Is there the, a, sorry. It, yeah. Is there a single strip club in the world that has like a staff psychologist? 
<laughs> no. They okay. have a house mom. You know what a house mom is? That's did? not. <laughs> I want to hear what a house mom, what's the house mom do? A house mom provides you with anything that you need that has to do with like, oh, you need some food, you need some snacks, you need a tampon, no. you need this. The address to Planned some- Parenthood. Maybe she could date the custodian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God. Oh, that would be an interesting story. So she's seen it all. So she helps, you know, if you need anything, uh-huh. but no psychologist. Uh, okay. I think, I think if you play it right, if you're smart, you can work there, get your college paid for, get a start on whatever it is. Maybe it's a transition. Maybe it's, you know, there were quite a few single moms, uh, surprisingly. Um, you know, so it's, it, and then there's women that have been there for 20, 30 years. That is their life. Very, yeah. very small percentage, though, maybe 1%. Doesn't, doesn't working there make it difficult to have relationships with men afterward? Because I assume, I mean, even, I think um, you mentioned on your podcast, actually, that at the beginning, going in there made you uncomfortable as a woman because you're sort of not sure. Or I think you said something like that. So you're not sure, like, what the etiquette is. Like, should mm-hmm. I look? Should I not look? I feel the same way as a man. Like, you go in, it's just kind of an, a bizarre environment. <laughs> and the other thing is you see men behaving in kind of crass ways that is encouraged ultimately because it's a, it's a business. But mm-hmm. as a woman being encountering that constantly, I've got to think that that would permanently or semi-permanently alter the way that you experience men. I was jaded for quite some time after that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the sense that, you know, all men are the same. They all just want to suck my tits. They just want to get off, you know? Yeah. Um, they all think the same for quite some I mean, isn't time. Isn't that like actually kind of nice of them to want to do that to you? I mean, that's actually, they're not, they're not trying to get off. They're trying to give you pleasure, right? I mean, they're not going to succeed, no. I guess, unless you're, you're lactating. Yeah, no, I don't There's, want anybody in the strip club sucking on my tits. But in general, it's, 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 they're, they're least, uh, it's a, it's a, an impulse. It's not for their own pleasure. Maybe oh, really? it is. Well, I don't know. <laughs> you is. don't directly I, get pleasure. Really? So their guy, did you encounter guys? Men, that, I think men get more pleasure from, uh, I have tit sucking than women receive from it you're right that it's not neither is that right you know it's not like direct i think so it's not direct like penis contact so like it's not like building toward orgasm but it's yeah it's okay hang on so you think someone's sick sucking yours do you like that sucking there's some what? men that do sucking your tits uh i think or in general play. it's more common for it to be pleasurable for women than for men hmm that's certainly they become um, really portrayed? numb, let me tell you. When you're rubbing on people and you're topless and it's really like there's no sensation. Oh, sure. No, I understand that, that in the strip yeah. club, in, in a strip club environment, nothing I think is likely to be pleasurable for the woman, mm-hmm. realistically. That would be my assumption. I was just reacting just to the general notion that the man, it did seem like, you know, if, he, if his, his goal actually is not to get, achieve orgasm when he's trying to uh, interact with the, the woman's breasts, it's something else. Some sort of a fetish, or a, or a, he wants a memory, or something. Yeah, or yeah. he's. I'm paying you twenty dollars for this dance, or whatever. Let me try to get as much as I can from this. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> I have a hard on. Oh yeah, and they and they all yeah. If they're really into it, can jizz in their pants. Is yeah. that do you, would, is it true that um that strippers uh, avoid men wearing sweatpants? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, they don't care. Uh, they don't care about the pants, but they do not want him to ejaculate while they're giving a lap dance though. That'd be preferable. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of gross. <laughs> I think it, I would, I would be very upset if I were giving as a man, giving a lap dance to a man and he did that. 
No, I would be very upset. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever been in a I've room never, yeah, with another man been, ejaculating. What's that like? What's that like being in the room with a man who ejaculates? Uh, what do you mean? In his pants? Like pants anywhere. on? Anywhere. I've never, Keith, have you ever been in the room, in a room with a man ejaculating other than yourself? <laughs> no, we yeah, haven't. Definitionally, it's always I, kind of gross, time. right? I mean, like if it just, even if you are like the guy, it's kind of not the best. It's, it's all relative. She doesn't like it. So this is, this is this question I saw on TikTok where a woman asked, a woman was asked, would you rather give the first 90% of a blowjob or the last 10%? And she said, first 90%. It sounds like you would agree with that. I actually am a fan of pearl necklaces. Oh, interesting. Okay. So that's a really clever um, way to turn the problem on its head. Uh, you're, you're basically taking that final 10% and viewing it as a as a, an external completion. And maybe it's just like, for me, it's like, um, it's not all the time, but it's definitely a turn on. Like, ooh, I got him off and, you know, unlike me. And I, I don't know, it's not, but most of the time it's gross. <laughs> But I do, I do like that. I do like pearl necklaces. Is it something yeah. about it being on your chest or just somewhere on your body? That's yeah, no, in? on my chest. Oh, okay, chest. interesting. Yeah, huh. yeah. And is it because, yeah, you have like, is it because you have like a visual demonstration of, of you know, what you were able to make this man feel or what's going on there? Probably. It's probably like a little bit of a control or not even control, but just it's kind of like a good feeling. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. So you, that's, that's interesting. Uh, I think a lot of men like that visual too, because you, you see that a lot in porn. The, uh, yeah. It's a common final shot, yes. so to Indeed. speak. That's just a visual. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the good visuals it, make good porn, right? Yeah. It's a visual for you as well, right? When it you is, enjoy it. It is. Yeah. 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 So it's not like. But I don't uh, prefer to watch it. Like I don't want to watch like the porn does. It doesn't get me off watching him give her a pearl necklace. Huh. But you would, for example, like a VR porn where you are the one being it. Because we saw one of these with a lady once. Uh, she watched oh, it yeah? with us and, 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 and none of us liked it. Ooh, yeah, the, I've the, never the, done that or seen okay. a VR porn. Yeah, it's, it was rough. Yeah, you can get, um, you know, th there's all these VR porn is becoming more and more popular. And mm -hmm. I don't even know how they do the sort of point of view porn. Have some sort of camera attached to the actor's head, which must be I know, very bizarre. But doesn't it's it like need having some sex like, with RoboCop? Yeah, it has like some fancy lens, right? Like indeed. Um yeah. I can't imagine. That's interesting. <laughs> but I did so in that sense I did get to be in the room while being given a pearl necklace and I did not like it. No, there <laughs> you, you go. First uh, I th I think it might have been more compelling if I could have had my hand around his penis and felt the 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 sort of pulsating. What do you think about that? Mm. No. Sure. It's just the visual. I think it's the whole like getting him there and then being able to say, this is, you know, let me see it. Okay. I think it's just, yeah. So you, that, that, that's a good sign that you've been un, to significant extent, unjaded from the strip club experience. Yeah. But it took yeah. a while. It that did. Makes sense. It, it did take a while. So getting out of it sometimes can, um, got to get back to reality, right? Because you day in and di day out, you're like, oh my God, like every guy is like this. No, not, yes, every guy is very sexually charged um, visually. I do yeah. believe that. Hmm. But that doesn't mean I that person. <laughs> What's that? I Yeah. yeah. Not, the, not the blind. <laughs> they ha there's, there are other senses that are heightened because they're blind, right? But that's sort of you, actually maybe this is a good sext Keith could send, like because a woman would prefer it to be less visual, right? I mean, then you're 
you're differentiating yourself. You feel like, I liked, I, I enjoyed sex with you so much. I felt like a blind man. <laughs> no, by, some by kind of blind <laughs> that cosplay. That might scare her away. All yeah. right, fine. Yeah, don't send that to her. <laughs> Would you recommend to anybody to work in a strip club? Like, let's say it's a you know 19 year old. She's mm-hmm. you know going to. UCLA and she goes to Vegas on the weekends and, you know, she's able to make, I have no idea, a thousand dollars a night there. And if she were, you know, bartending, she can only make $400. And she's like, look, like I have to work less, but, but yeah, she's like accruing this sort of mental, um, toll. And, you know, you might make him an argument that, yeah, I mean, she's sort of learning how men actually are, and maybe it's better to find that out sooner or later. Or you might argue that it introduces so much cynicism in such an extreme way that it's not worth it for anyone. I don't, I don't know how you've. God, that's so, that's so relative to the person, right? Um, when I started dancing, I was really naive to the world. Like yeah. I smoked pot when I was 15. I think that was it. Well, three months into working at a club, you know, someone stuck an ecstasy pill in my uh, water and yeah. you know, became a couple year journey of partying. Little bender, um, yeah. Where it would have probably never happened, or if so, it would have been a much less tame situation. Um, but I was in the sense that I had such big goals and other things that were important to me in life. So I was able to get out of it. There are a lot of women who are not able to get out of it, right? Hmm. They are constantly in this, like men owe me this, or maybe that's the seeking arrangement, or maybe that's the, you know, they can't ever understand what a normal relationship might look like for them. So I do think it's great if you want to work for a couple of years and you just go in and out and you just work, you get, you're not in the scene. You're not, you know, taken under by other girls that are like, oh no, just do this or stay longer. You know, if you have a good head on your shoulders, it's a possible that you can just go in and go out and get through college. And I, I think it's great. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. That makes sense to me. Um, you mentioned in a few episodes I listened to that a strip club can be a good date, um, even for non-bisexual women. So yeah. what what benefit is a heterosexual woman getting from watching her male partner express sexual interest in other women? So whether they're super straight women, uh, it doesn't mean that they, women really identify, they like see a beautiful woman. doesn't mean that they want to be sexual with her, Sure, but they're, they can appreciate beauty, right? They can appreciate a tease, like if it's a show. Um, and so I think women are a little bit less like, oh, I'm hetero with my boyfriend or my husband. And I think it leads to, there's still this little tease, right? There's still this dance for them to see, oh, I, maybe I should dance like that for my husband. Oh, that looks like that turns him on. It's just kind of a little bit of a eye opener. Maybe they never go back. Maybe it's not for them. Yeah. But I do believe it's something that if you are in a situation or someone recommends it, maybe you go with a bunch of friends. It's just fun. You know, it doesn't have to be so, like you said, it doesn't have to be like, okay, I want to know if this turns you on. <laughs> right. um, if, I mean, what if the woman's yeah. conclusion, and this would not be wrong in many, in most cases, <clears throat> is that men like sexual variety? Yeah. Wouldn't that be a, kind of a disturbing conclusion or a, to see face to face? Even though they might Doesn't know intellectually it's true to begin with. 
So they like variety to look at or to have sex with? To have sex well, with, which is true. <laughs> right. So. Well, it I is true, think, Keith. I know. It's just an inconvenient truth. It's whether they're <laughs> acting on it or not, right? I think all women know this. Are I hope they're not naive to that. I mean, you hmm. read about women, you know, being outraged when they find out that their, you know, husband looks at porn ever or, or thinks about other women ever. But I think you're right in general. It's sort of, yeah, in educated sex positive communities, but everybody knows that men are at so, least so think you're about saying sexual promiscuity. A woman could find attractive and maybe be turned on by the notion that, oh, I'm as a guy, as your partner, am attracted to all these other women. I want to have sex with them, but I'm not doing that. That's attractive to the woman that I'm not doing mm. the thing. Is that right? And then I would wonder what, uh, wh- how far can I go before it becomes unattractive? What, what can I do and not gross you out? What do you say? Oh, sorry. I am like trying to understand what you just said. To yeah. Me. What do you mean, Mike? That was unclear. <laughs> oh, I, mean, I mean, okay. I mean, uh, you're in a relationship with a woman. Okay. And she's a, 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 an intelligent woman and realizes that men generally are interested in sexual variety. Then you go to the strip club together and she sees that you are attracted to these other women, but you're reserving something for her and she finds that compelling. Maybe it turns her on. So I was sort of taking that as the base and then I wanted to know what the uh, how far could I go at the strip club before I would cross that limit. Oh, and, uh, I see. Yeah. Like would she be upset seeing you receive a, a, a lap dance or you know, if you go back to the VIP room, you, who knows what happens there? Well, I mean, there's some point at, where the illusion is At some point, she's going to be upset. Right. Okay. I understand. And is that, yeah. Yeah. Mm. She's going to want to either do one of two things, join you in the back in the VIP room because it's fun and she is getting kind of hot watching you get turned on, or she's going to want to run out the door. Wait, I thought the second right. one was going to be go to the VIP room with me to surveil me. <laughs> surveil me. I was certain that's what was coming. <laughs> so no, I think it's one or two reactions with a woman. Right. It's pretty like gut. It's like uh, you know, yes or no, and it's there's not much in between. And if she if she does say like, oh, this is not so bad, she's full of shit. She either can't stand it, she can't stand to see you with another woman, and it's like a deal breaker, or she's enjoying the fact that I get to go home with him, but he's getting turned on by her. And it's kind of like a hot little thing. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. That all tracks, I think, with what my expectation would be. Um, I think that's a decent place to wrap up. So this was episode 113 of Your Mileage May Vary. Thank you to our guest, Celeste Moore. And please give her podcast, The Down and Dirty, a listen. Uh, Celeste, do you want to say anything more about where people can find you or you want to advertise for anything. (laughs) Great. Thank you. Uh, You can find me at celestemore.com. Again, Down and Dirty podcast. And uh, at the end of this month, I'm going to be launching uh, an amazing new sweet spot package. So I think you guys should check it out. Um, Other than that, oh, it's Celestemore Image on Instagram and LinkedIn, Celestemore. So yeah. Thanks for having me. This was fun. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Yeah, we enjoyed the conversation. As for us, you can reach us at ymmvpod at gmail.com. That's the place to ask us questions or give us feedback. Thank you for listening, and we look forward to catching you next time on Your Mileage May Vary. Physique, 
je me veux 